Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Matt Bowler. Matt, you are the co-founder of Cheap Pricks. And uh, so, Matt, I'll let you explain what Cheap Pricks is. You certainly got sure. people's attention here. <laughs> yes, we did. What is, what is Cheap Pricks? So Cheap Pricks um, is a, uh, it's a brand is what it is. But uh, ultimately, what we're doing is providing uh, low-cost uh, wellness and preventative care for uh, dogs and cats. But we do it through a, a unique model where we license to veterinarians to operate under the brand. Wow. Okay. So why uh, did you see that this was an opportunity uh, in in the veterinarian world? Yep. So uh, my partner and I have been in the pet business for a decade and we, we own a, a you know a kennel. We do daycare, we do uh, uh, training, grooming, all those things. And uh, through the course of that decade, we've obviously had a ton of interactions with vets ourselves. Um, our customers have had interactions with vets, um, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of interactions. And, um, you know, we've, we've come to know something pretty well. And we saw that there was um, some inefficiencies there, right? And, and how things were scheduled and how that was affecting time. Uh, we saw that there were some opportunities to lower cost and provide more value. And really the big thing going on right now that really pushes us over the edge is that these vets are booked up for weeks to months right now for the simplest of procedures. Oh, you're right. I know right. it. My, my, my little buddy, Levi. Or he is, I mean, he's back there somewhere. Uh, but man, just trying to get into the vet, he, what happened? He hurt himself. He hurt his, he hurt one of his legs and God help you. It, you know, if you had a true emergency with your pet, cause it was really tough to get, right. get him in. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's impossible. And, and nothing, you know, the severity of the issue doesn't speed things up. It's just kind of like, take your ticket in line. Mm, yeah. So what an, what a unique opportunity then um, for, Vets who can handle, you know, the volume. What, what I like, and so I'm on your website right now. Um, I can tell you already that as a consumer, I like your approach because it's very consumer focused and friendly. The right. pricing is very simple. It's like ordering off a menu. It's not complicated. A lot of times, I think I I do this, you know, and and vets are like, oh wait, why why are you asking for prices? I'm like, because uh, right. I want to know. I don't want to do the work, <laughs> and then afterwards, you're just going to give me this bill. Like, wait a minute, yeah. you know, at least let me kind of again. And just order off a menu of exactly. what I want. And then, you know, there's no big surprises at the end that give a, you know, ultimately a bad consumer experience. You nailed it. Exactly. And that was kind of what we were trying to do here. So we, we realized that part of the experience was, it was very, uh, it was too clinical, right? I mean, yep. yes, yep. yes, we're doing serious things here, but we don't have to be so serious about it. And, and, and that doesn't subtract the quality of the service we're offering. That just sort of softens up the interaction with the human that we're dealing with as well, because they're probably there for something. I mean, it could be like you, for you, for example, you know, Levi had an issue and um, for you, it's already a serious problem. They don't need to make that more stressful. So let's kind of lighten it up on the front end a little bit because the the, the care in the back end can be the same. Yeah. 
Yeah. I okay. So t- let's talk about now. So you guys were running essentially what running veterinary care services in St. Louis. Is that right? Uh, we no. So initially we were just doing like a it's like a kennel, right? So we do boarding, grooming, training, daycare, okay. all oh, those. Good. Things. Yeah. Yep. Just so just just pet care is what we were doing. Yeah. And and that's and, how we started to have these interactions with vets and kind of see these gaps. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then. Explain then the how that evolved and now, yep. now how you're now working with the vets. Exactly. So so the way it evolved was, you know, we're not veterinarians, my partner and I, and um, that's an obstacle in pretty much every state, right? If you want to be doing veterinary services, you have to be a veterinarian. If you want to own a veterinarian, veterinarian business or a practice, you have to be a veterinarian. Um, so we spent, you know, four or five months doing nothing but figuring out how do we make this work so that we can kind of bring our version of what this practice should look like uh, to market, but then, um, but, but, but overcome the obstacle. So uh, the issue, the way we have to do that is a, a vet has to own the practice. There's no way around that. And so the way we do that is we said, well, let's just really um, talk about defining our brand and what that looks like and put together a whole heap of services and make it so that the offer for these vets, these, these vets we're going to partner with where it's an absolute slam dunk for them. They can't say no. Right. And so what we do is essentially we perform 100 percent of all the non-clinical services. We do 100 percent of the staffing for the non-clinical components. And so the vet just has to bring their clinical staff to the table and they show up, do clinical things, and they can go to bed at night and not worry about a single thing beyond that. I like it. Okay. How is the veterinarian world? Am I, do I, am I saying that right? I feel like I'm not saying that word veterinarian. No, that's right. Yeah. Veterinarian. You got how, it. how is the world? How are you being received? <laughs> uh, it's, it's a little mix, you know, it's a little mix. So we have some people who love what we're doing and we have a lot of vets who really are not happy about it. Um, not that they're being overly aggressive, but it's just such a new approach. Right. And we're talking about an industry that hasn't changed in, uh, you know, forever, basically. Um, and so, so it's, it's, it's a little bit hard to understand. Um, I think there's some, um, misunderstanding about how we're structured and, um, you know, we are taking a different approach, right? You know, most vets are called, you know, happy's vet care or, uh, main and central, uh, animal care or whatever. And we're called cheap pricks, right? We took a left turn at traditional naming of our place. Um, we had a reason for doing that. But I think that initially kind of puts these people off for one. Um, but the thing is, is that we have other places or other examples in the market where we've seen people taking new approaches to vet care. And it's the same thing. Lots of pushback initially, but eventually as they see how it integrates into the whole, the ecosystem, they're like, there's a, there's a place for it, right? It doesn't hurt us. It only helps us. So there's a little bit of, I think, um, fear that it might impact the bottom line at these other places as well. But really, it's just going to allow them to do more expensive procedures in their practice while we take on the lower cost stuff. Yeah. Um, all right. So now, um, you know, obviously partnering with vets out there, how do you bring a product like this or an offer like this to market? Is it just cold calling vets and say, boy, am I going to make your life easy? Let's yeah. talk. So we have a huge network of vets that we've known very well for years just from being in the industry. Um, being in the pet care industry. And um, that's the list we started with. And we didn't have to go beyond that. Um, outside of that, um, so our, our first vet who, who we're working with now, he's already on board to open many more locations. So um, our plan beyond that is that once we have some like some mass growing in the market, that we'll be able to use that to attract vets sort of outside of our circle. Yeah. Um, 
And, and so who would make a vet that would be, and I know you mentioned, you know, they need to own it, of course. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, and this really solves that major problem, right? Where most, like if you're an accountant, you're probably really good at accounting, right? And yep. you become a business owner. And so, but those are different skill sets. And there's so many skills uh, that a typical vet, they don't teach you this in veterinary school. They don't no, teach they don't. you how to market and advertise and customer service, maybe a little bit. Uh, but, you know, marketing is a whole different skill set. And, and, and I always like to remind people, like, I, I am not a great CFO for my company. I'm, I'm competent, uh, but I hire experts <laughs> and I don't exactly. pretend uh, that, that I'm any, that I'm remarkable in anything other than one very specific niche skill thing that I do everything else. Eh, you know, that's why right. I hire really, really great people. And yeah. so it's amazing that, um, you know, that there's many vets as there are out there Um but I wonder if there is, do you know anything about the attrition rate or, you know, when veterinary businesses go out of business, what was, what led to that? I mean, there's gotta be some, um, you know, some trouble spots out there in, in that world. So the trouble spot, I mean, truthfully, it's pretty hard for um, vet practices to go out of business. I mean, there's just such a demand, especially today. Um, so the, the, I heard a uh, someone tell me recently something that I thought was probably a, a great um, summary for the year. They said vet practices grow accidentally, and the ones that try to grow grow exponentially. So the ones that are failing are usually due to you know outside factors. Maybe they yeah. took on something risky outside of the practice, and financially they just couldn't keep things going. But they don't tend to fail um, on their own too often. Yeah. All right. So um, what's the model then like, you know, when they, when they work with you, because it's not a franchise, what was the term you called it? Yep. It's, it's a licensing model. Yep. Oh, it's so, a licensing model. That, and that's so right. You come in and, and, and how do you work together? Yeah. So um, on the startup, we'll work, you know, hand in hand on kind of like making some key decisions in the areas where, where there's room to, uh, to change things up. Right. So right now we're putting together the structure so we can put together kind of like a boilerplate model, right? These things all kind of got to look and feel the same. So if I go to one cheap bricks over here, it looks the same as over here and the, and the experience is, is somewhat identical. Um, but really what it is, is that what we're giving them is the opportunity to be hands off from the moment they sign the paper um, through until the point the place opens, right? So we're finding the place for them to operate. We're managing the build out. We're we're ordering the initial inventory, all the furniture and fixtures. We're doing all of that for them, and then trans going into operations. You know, we have someone who's handling all the phone calls, all the emails, all the marketing. We're we're restocking inventory. We're we're cleaning the place up at the end of the day. So we we it's really hands off. They can almost just throw their hands in the air at the end of a shift and just walk right out the door. Yeah. Well, not a bad gig because that they can focus on doing what they do yeah. and what they love best. Um, yes. and, and is it, um, you know, how are you helping them get more customers? Like what are some yeah. of the, I think a lot of times people are like, well, what are you going to do? What are the tactical mm -hmm. things? Like, isn't it just about visibility? Are we going to uh, buy some bus ads? Are we going right. to, you know, <laughs> what is it that we're going to do to increase foot traffic? What do you see working really well for marketing in the vet world? Yeah. So the first thing is getting your product mix right and, and getting your price point down. 
right? Mm. So, so we're talking about things that vets are not doing in general, right? So there's some really great practices out there that are really on top of it, but let's just talk in general, get your product mixed down and um, get that pricing together. So, so it's compelling, but also profitable, right? Um, some other things we're doing is really identifying who are our customers? Like, like, what do they look like? What would like a, what's like an avatar of them? Like, what do they look like? What are their hobbies? What are the things they're doing? And then go after them intentionally. So a lot of people think that, uh, you know, marketing is like, Hey, let's just go put some radio ads up. Doesn't matter what it says, who it's targeted at. Doesn't yeah. matter if it's, if it's, you know, a guy or a girl yep. saying it, every little detail of these things matters. Yeah. And so we're really going like to the 10th level on, on the marketing, as far as figuring out how do we get super in people's faces, the ones that matter. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. Um, so you're, we were talking about your branding too. Uh, right. Your branding is like, it's memorable yep. It's and that's good. And, and you know, some people I, I found like when I said it, like I smile when I say it and that's right. good, right? You want it. It's not, it, some people aren't going to like it and that's okay. So exactly. if you end up, but see, here's the thing, right? It's like, if you end up losing 10% of the market, but the other 80 or 90, 90, 80% of the market, like they really like, it's cool. It's memorable. Yes. Like that's okay. That's good. You'd rather be memorable, even if you alienate some of the market um, yeah. to make sure that the part of the market that does like you, like it's, it's, um, if you were just like, you know, uh, Elledge veterinary services or something like that, like, which you see a lot of so right. forgettable. So forgettable. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then Josh, you, you nailed it right on the head. That is one of the key reasons why we went risky with the name yep. was just for that reason. It wasn't because we were afraid of alienating people. It didn't matter what we did. We were always going to offend someone for some reason or another. Everyone does. Every business does. But how can we make it so we're super duper, duper sticky for the ones who love us? And a little thing like that goes a long way. Yeah. All right. Very cool. All right, Matt. On the website, cheappricks.com, you are adding content or you're adding something where all the vets that are listening to us right now can 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 learn about how they can work with you, maybe grab some time with you to kind of explore how collaboration might be pretty smart for them. Um, And and so what would they look for? What what would they click on when they go to cheappricks.com? Yep. It'll actually be down in the lower right corners where we, we're going to park it. And it's going to say something along the lines, are you a vet interested in working with us? And it'll take them to a whole separate part of the website uh, where it'll explain, you know, kind of at, at the appropriate level for this type of engagement, uh, what that looks like. And then uh, from there, they'll have an opportunity to reach out and we'll see if it's a good fit. And from there, we can get into, you know, some dirtier details. Sounds great. Matt Bowler, co-founder of Cheap Pricks. You're found on the web at cheappricks.com. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. 
I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.